Train Hall Live Strong family. What's going on, everyone? Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an incredible episode coming your way. We're going to be asking or answering questions that have been asked in the question box on the website. If you want to drop a question for yourself so we can answer here on the show, simply check the description of the episode, also known as the show notes. Underneath the cover art, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you'll see a bunch of words. That's the summary. You'll see key takeaways. You'll see another episode related to this one. And then you'll see a nice little link that is the question box on our website, trainhalotron.com. Um, and you can answer or you can ask all the questions that you want there. Today we are going to be picking a good four questions um, that are that we've seen very common inside this question box, and we want to answer it today on the show. But check it out, ladies and gentlemen. If you are new to the podcast, I'm honored to have you here and welcome to the family. This is gonna be the podcast where you're gonna learn the ins and outs when it comes down to health and fitness. You'll learn more about training, nutrition, mindset, or you simply get inspired in your health and fitness journey. You're gonna find all that plus more here on the show. Not only that, but we also bring on amazing guest speakers who've had on 100 plus and still counting, all to come up on here and share their experience, their knowledge, their passion to help fulfill our vision and mission for the show, which is to inspire people to believe in themselves. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've been tuning in for a while now, but still have not left a review, it is one of the best ways to support this podcast. And if you are listening right now for the first time, but after this episode, you're like, yo, this episode was freaking dope. If you leave a review, it's one of the best ways to support the show and also give me good feedback so I can review and make this podcast just that much better for you and our future listeners. So ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing episode coming your way today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's dive right in. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Lift Strong Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Gentlemen, welcome back, y'all, to another amazing episode here on the Train Hard Live Trump podcast. So today, like I mentioned in the intro, we are answering questions that people have dropped in the question box on our website. Again, you can find it in the description of the episode. Oh, actually, every episode. Um, there's a little link there, and that takes you to the question box on the website where you can drop any question. Um, I don't announce names or anything like that, so your question is anonymous. So if you really want to get your question answered but not be like, you know, pointed at or like everyone's looking at you, you can just drop it in there, and we're going to answer it here on the show. So it's super easy. And there's a lot of people out there that might benefit. Well, actually will benefit greatly from your question. So go ahead and just drop them down below, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and drop them down below. But today we are picking a good four that we've commonly seen in the question box and also on like Instagram where people are asking questions and questions that I've been asked just in general too by clients or people that I meet or whatnot. So today we're going to cover them. All right. So I train and I work out outside. So I'm in Houston, Texas, y'all. And this is where the Train and Liftron podcast headquarters is at. Yeah. But also I train in my home garage or my home gym, home garage, home gym, which is in my garage. And uh, there's no AC, obviously. So it's freaking boiling hot. Right. And obviously there's a lot of 
you know, things out there that if you are, you know, in the sauna or you're in a steam room or whatever, or you're training in the heat or whatnot, that it's going to you know, help you lose weight. Now, I want to clarify this whole statement here, which is question number one. Does training in heat speed up fat loss? So there's a lot of things that go on whenever your body increases its temperature, okay? You start to sweat, all right? So what's the biggest thing you're gonna see whenever you are sweating and you're dropping a lot of water and uh, you, know, you might be training in, in conditions where it's very hot and you're sweating a lot? Just because you're sweating and burning a lot of calories does not mean you're targeting fat loss, okay? If you are sweating a lot and you are focusing on training outside or you're training in a place where it's hot or you're trying to sauna all the time to drop fat, you're going to lose a lot of other things aside from fat because fat is very targeted. It's very dialed in when it comes down to your nutrition. That's where you're going to see a big, huge change in body fat loss. But whenever it comes down to training in the heat or training in some sort of condition where you're sweating a lot or you're forcing yourself to sweat, whenever you push out sweat, all right, it's basically water and sodium salt. So you're putting out a lot of electrolytes and you're dehydrating yourself which is putting out a lot of water, which is then dropping uh, your weight that is mostly coming from water, which is also known as water weight. And you're also going to, you know, dial in and kind of take away from inflammation that you might have. One of the very first things that you see whenever you start to change your nutrition lifestyle and you might be a little bit overweight or whatnot, the biggest thing that's going to go down on the scale is going to be inflammation first. And that's going to be because you're improving circulation, your body's going through and it's cycling through a lot of different toxins inside your body and it's pushing it out through sweat, pushing it out through a lot of other things, right? So whenever you train in the heat or you're training whenever it's hot and you're focusing on, oh, this is helping me get leaner, this is helping me get this and that, okay, it might, all right, because water is retained in muscle, it's retained in skin, like all these little tissues, connective tissues, water is a part of your body by a wholesome, a lot, like your body has a huge percentage of water with inside of it, which is absolutely needed for you to survive and you to function inside this life, okay? So whenever you're outside, you're training or you're training in a condition where it's hot and you're training and you're thinking because you're sweating, you're burning a lot of body fat, this is not 100% accurate because you're not focusing on body fat just because you are, that's kind of like spot, like, what is it called? Spot fat loss. Whenever you're like trying to focus on one area to lose fat in that one area, you might be able to tighten the skin a little bit. You might be able to focus on that specific area when it comes down to stimulation for the muscle. But when it comes down to fat loss, fat loss happens throughout the entire body. It happens all in one unit. It happens whenever you are consistent with training. You are doing your, uh, your you know, cardio if you want to do cardio or if your plan allows it or if your body type does, even needs it. And you're also dialing in nutrition and you're in a deficit or whatnot. And you're focusing on you know, burning more calories in your intake and to really hit the fat loss because that's a big energy unit, right? It's a big piece of energy that your body's gonna utilize. So whenever you're in a deficit, it's gonna find energy somewhere. But if you're fulfilling your muscle, you're fulfilling what you need for health and muscle retaining, then your body's gonna focus on shredding fat. That's where fat loss comes from. Just because you train outside does not mean that you're gonna drop body fat. Yes, you're gonna lose inflammation. Yes, you're gonna see weight loss because you're losing it with water, sodium, inflammation, but it's not gonna be solely fat loss. So. Does training in the heat speed up fat loss? I'm gonna say no. In my experience, my education around this, no. Because this means people in Arizona and freaking or Texas and people in Florida, people in all these places that are freaking hot are gonna be walking around lean as hell just because it's hot and we're sweating a little bit more. No, whenever you are training in the heat, you actually don't perform as great as you would if it was actually cooler temperature because your body's focusing so much on keeping your, your temperature at a good stable unit, which is also known as homeostasis, right? So 
whenever you're sweating so much like that, you're dehydrating yourself. You're not giving your body enough focus on the actual stimulation that it needs. So if anything, you know, you're just pushing out a lot of water, which is basically all that's happening. And so does training in the heat speed up fat loss? I'm going to go ahead and say no. But just because I say something and this is my opinion and what I've learned throughout my years of training and also training outside in this freaking heat all the time, this is what I have learned and what I have researched. And if you want to take it and go ahead and, you know, do some more research on your own or ask more other people questions, please do so. Just because one person says something does not mean that it's a perfect right answer, all right? Unless it's freaking fact, okay? Like this water is wet. Yeah, that's fact. Okay, yeah, water is wet. So, but it's up to you to always take information and utilize it in the way that you need to. And if you feel like, oh, I don't know if that's right, then go research and go find the answer. Go make sure and clarify. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the problem with social media nowadays that people put out things and they, just because they work out and they train, they have a nice body, they, they think they can put out information that is actually beneficial for people when in reality, all they know how to do is train for themselves, okay? You have a different specific body type. I'm not saying do not train in the heat or don't train to sweat because Matt says it doesn't increase fat loss and that's what I want. No, you're still gonna do a lot of beneficial, amazing things whenever you train in the heat or you train in a condition where you're sweating a lot. Like, you're gonna do a ton of great things and water weight is a huge thing and our body does retain a lot and it's really good to push out toxins, push out all these things that your body retains. So train in the heat. If you like to do that, do so. But if you get frustrated in a point in time because you've been sweating all these days and working your ass off and burning a bunch of calories and you think that, oh, well, I've been training in the heat, I've been sweating a lot, I should be dropping body fat, this is where this question comes into play and this is where my answer is no. All right, number two, a very common reason for late night cravings or binge eating. Now, one of the biggest things that I have seen besides mindset or emotional releases or a happiness or whatever you might find inside of food is people aren't eating enough throughout the day. Now, if you, and just, just here, just listen real quick. If you eat a very well amount of food, nourishable, high value, high dense foods throughout the day, and you stay pretty consistent when it comes down to being full, are you going to have any room to binge eat a bunch of shit food at the end of the day? No, you're not. Okay, it's like chugging a half a gallon of water and trying to eat a huge meal after that. It's hard because your stomach is full of food. But if you've been fed throughout the whole day, is your body going to still crave these things? It is a lot of, most of it and majority of this is going to come from mindset. It's going to come from your emotional connection to food and your emotional connection to how you feel whenever you eat these foods, okay? Now, that's a whole different story. But a common thing that I have seen and a reason why, and when I change this in clients, and I've done this before multiple times, when I change this in clients and I give people more food, they go from eating two full meals a day and like 20 snacks to then four to five full meals a day, they don't have room to binge eat. They don't have room for these late night cravings. And if they do have room for late night cravings, it's going to be very small. It's going to be smaller than it was before eating a whole row of Oreos down to only eating three Oreos because they don't have enough room because they have to eat their meals that I am providing for them or I have designed or programmed for them. Now, this is where... I think a lot of us get confused or a lot of us want to blame other things, right? If you, this is just scientific, the way that your body functions. If you have no room in your stomach to eat food, your body's not going to want anything. It's like going to the grocery store and eating on it or shopping on an empty stomach. Everything looks so good. Like you just want to have all these things, right? And then, but if you go on a full stomach, then you're kind of like, you kind of just get the stuff that you need or you might need, or maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe it's just me. But whenever you are hungry, you're going to do things because your body is in a survival mode. Your body just wants to do one thing and it's to eat. And that verb, which is eating, can consist of anything that is in front of you or that's nearby that is kind of close and easy, which can be junk food, McDonald's, Taco Bell, 
processed carbohydrates, all this crap, right? But if you stay fed and you're prepping your foods and you're kind of feeding yourself throughout the day, you're having shakes, you're doing this and that, and you're training and you're doing well, you're sleeping well, and you're feeding your body throughout the day, then you're not going to have room for these binge eating moments or these cravings because you are and have been fed throughout the entire day. Your body is not going to desire or need anything in specific. So this is one thing that it can really greatly benefit people who do have these binge eatings or have these late night cravings. Try to eat more throughout the day. Like, and it's not, this is a whole mindset thing, guys, because then people don't want to eat more throughout the day because they think eating more is going to create weight gain or, or, you know, just becoming overweight. And that's not the case. Majority of people are always walking around dehydrated and underfed. And that's the big problem here is that because of this reason, we think that we do these things that we're going to lose weight. And when all reality is opposite, complete opposite, because your body is then hardwiring, hardwiring itself to live off the calorie intake that you have put inside its body, which is probably nothing, and it's just a bunch of processed nothing food because most processed nothing foods are giving your body nothing to benefit from, and you're not eating or drinking enough water because you want to drink other sugary drinks, right? Dude, guys, I'm in the gym right now, like sweating my ass off freaking doing this episode. <laughs> but so this is the whole point of all this, right? So whenever you eat these high processed foods, you're not benefiting nothing. You're just giving your body air. And this air gives you the sensation of being full because you're just feeding your stomach instead of feeding your body. It's different, two different things. So how do you kind of just get rid of these cravings? How do you kind of fix the binge eating? And a huge step that I highly recommend that you try to do is just eat more throughout the day. Try to eat more scheduled, high dense, nourishable foods throughout your day and see how that works out for you. Do you still get these late night cravings? Do you still want this and that? Test it out. That's what all this stuff is, ladies and gentlemen. Every journey is all about trial and error. I still trial and error. I still come down here and I train and I'm testing out new lifts. I'm testing out new things. I'm hiring my calories and seeing if that's helping me with my lifts or helping me getting higher PRs. These are things that you do trial and errors with, with inside yourself. So trial and error, what I'm, what I'm suggesting to you, which is to try to eat a little bit more throughout your day, even if it's small little amounts of food, and even, oh, I'm not hungry in the morning. Okay, well, guess what? If you hate that you binge eat at night, then something's got to give, ladies and gentlemen. Something's got to happen. Okay, you didn't train your body for this past few years to binge eat, eat a bunch of shit food at night. If you want to fix that, you're going to have to train your body to come back from that and eat more throughout the day. It's a process. It's a journey. You don't just, oh, okay, well, you know, Matt said this and that, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm not saying tomorrow it's going to be easy, okay, because if you're not hungry in the morning, it's hard to do some shit whenever you don't want to do it, especially when your body says no. But if you're not happy with yourself, then something's got to give, and you got to do the work to make some changes, right? And that's plain and simple. So a very common reason for late night cravings or binge eating is people aren't eating enough throughout the day. Number three, how to get more vascular. Now, I was just asked by this from uh, a, a kid in my athletics class or athletics group that I do uh, three to four times a week. And, and it was funny because when I was his age, so he's four or 16, and whenever I was his age, I was like, dude, I want to be more vascular. I want to have more veins like those you know, big dudes on, well, back then it wasn't social media, but uh, like on the magazines and in the movies and on YouTube and stuff like that. You know, like I wanted to have big muscles and have the veins just freaking bulging out. And I, and I thought that if I lift more weights and I did, you know, heavier, heavier lifts that I would get there. Um, and that was just not the case. And I learned that like years later because when I began to kind of focus on food 
and, you know, learn how to drop body fat, then I started seeing, you know, more veins and more vascularity. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe vascularity just comes from dropping body fat. That's exactly what it was. Now, there are people out there that can have a high body fat percentage, but have a lot of muscle and still have those veins close to the surface. Everybody has different genetics, different body types, so it might be different for you. But fact here, the more muscle we have on, okay, the more lean body mass that we have on, the less body fat we have, the more vascularity you're going to have. And that's plain and simple. So just like I said earlier with, you know, the first question, the second question is dropping this body fat. Dropping body fat is actually a very, very healthy and strong thing to do. And this is how you're going to create a physique and aesthetic that you want is dropping body fat. I'm not saying that you need to drop for guys. I'm not saying you need to be in the single digits. Okay. I can have a visual uh, six pack and have visual, you know, lower ab veins and like oblique veins and just vascularity when I sit at 10% body fat, which is where I'm at right now. So you don't have to be in the singles, or at least for me, I don't have to be in the singles. And majority of people don't have to be in the single digits to achieve that. And for females as well, you don't have to be like in the 12%, 13%. You can be a little bit higher than that to start seeing small cuts and this and that and a little bit of vascularity in the arms, forearms, maybe even shoulders if you kind of drop your body fat a little bit less. So you can kind of see these things if that's what you want. If you're striving for vascularity, it only comes from dropping body fat and putting on some good muscle mass. And you do that by training in the gym, focusing on your nutrition, sleeping well, recovery, all these things come into play to achieve this look. So how do you achieve vascularity? Drop body fat, build some strong muscle, do your thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, number four, last one. How does, this, how does the same training split cause plateaus? So I guess you could answer or ask this too with does, the, does doing the same training split create plateaus? Now, what I have learned throughout my... My first few years of training, that's all I was. I was like in a three-year plateau, and I hated it. I was stuck at a specific weight for bench press, back squat, everything. Like I was stuck in one spot. Now, there's different ways that you can break through a plateau. But let's talk about doing the same training split. There's nothing wrong with doing the same training split all the time. There's something wrong whenever you take and bring in the same intensity to every workout with the same training split all the time. Because then you're just going through the motions, you're letting your body adapt to that stress, that stimulation. What you want to do to improve and achieve results and progress is you need to create high stimulation to force adaptation so that your body can adapt to this new stressor, which is then creating your progress. That's how this is done. So if you have the same training split every single week, that doesn't mean that you need to do the same reps and sets. You can do some drop sets. You can do some supersets. You can have the same movement, same exercises. Different intensity needs to come in every single one. Every single workout has to come with a new intensity. You're going to have a different intensity during your heavy training days than during your hypertrophy, strength, and then your deload weeks. You're going to have different training phases and different training intensities throughout the whole span of your training split or program. Now, does this, can you have the same training split? Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with having the same training split. Like the basics are absolutely incredible. Your regular heavy compound lifts, your back squats, your deadlifts, your like leg press, your freaking bench press, your military press, all these things like these heavy lifts, they're really good. One week you can do threes for reps. The next week you can do twelves. And then next week after that, you're down to eight and then you're back to threes again. So you always want to change up that intensity. You always want to bring a different intensity to your lifts to your weeks to every sort of training split that you're creating for yourself or that your coach hopefully understands to create for you so you don't have to always I, this is what i would 
this is what I always thought. I always thought that you had to change your workouts all the time because your body is going to adapt to that workout. Like, yes, if you bring the same intensity, do the same reps, the same sets all the damn time, your same legit, same workout, same weight every week, then yes, you're going to be in a plateau because your body is already adapted. It's good to go. It's ready to hustle for that. It already knows what it's doing. But one week, like I said, you do three reps heavy. The next week you do, you know, 12 reps kind of heavy, maybe 80%, but you're repping it out. So hit that hypertrophy zones. Then you're going to start seeing different changes and you're always going to progress. It's progressive overload training throughout weeks, throughout spans of months or whatever, right? However long your training split is or programming is. And I always thought that I always had to change the workouts and that became more exhausting and overwhelming than it was just to stick to one simple, you know, training movements and progress overload in those movements and increase my intensity throughout that training split. So being in the same training split is not going to create a plateau. It's your intensity and what you're doing throughout that program aside from training as well. Are you sleeping well? Are you eating well? Majority of the time with inside the training, it comes with intensity. It comes with different forcing adaptation for your body, which is creating progress. Adaptation and progress are the same thing. You're forcing your body to adapt from the stress that you're applying to it or the stimulation that you're providing to it to then progress to somewhere else, to progress to then have your body understand that stress so you can be ready for it next time. And that is creating the progress that you want, right? Muscle, having a good, strong skeletal muscle and just a good base foundation of muscle is always going to be beneficial for health and functionality inside of your life, inside of who you are. This is longevity. This is for who you want to be in the next 20, 30, 50, 40, 50 years, whatever. Like, it is important to do these things. And having the same training split is absolutely fine. Bringing the same intensity is going to create those plateaus. You don't want the same intensity. You want different intensities, different simulations, not always different movements because the same movement is the same movement. Like a bench press is basically the same thing as a Smith machine bench press or a freaking just a machine plate load press. It's all hitting the same pec, right? Yes, different exhaustions, different simulations. Yes, you can focus more on eccentric lifts whenever it comes down to machines. You don't have to worry about balance, but it's all focusing on a press. It's all pushes. If all you have is a bench press, then work on that bench press. There's tons of different things you could do on a bench press. And if you do the same thing all every time on that bench press, that's fine. Try, do, try doing different supersets, doing different drop sets, you know, focusing on progressive overload, add an extra five pounds this week, add, add an extra 10 pounds this week, you know, add more reps, add an extra set, you know, add an exhaustion or add a, a, a burnout set at the end, you know, with pushups. Like there are so many different things you can do just because you're doing the same training split does not mean you're going to create plateaus. Bring the same intensity, you're going to create plateaus. Ladies and gentlemen, today we answered, does training and heat speed up fat loss? A very common reason for late night cravings or binge eating, how to get more vascular, and does the same training split create or cause plateaus? I hope I answered these questions, ladies and gentlemen, for everybody who asked these specific ones. And if you never even thought about this question, but I answered it today for you and you're like, oh, you know what? That's awesome. That's great. Everyone's benefiting from these questions. Don't be afraid to ask them. Okay, drop it in that question box on the website, link in the show notes, and you can benefit a lot of people are going to benefit from the question that you asked, including yourself. So don't be afraid to ask them, right, ladies and gentlemen? If you have learned something today or you know someone out there that could benefit from this episode, all I ask you is send it to them. Share it on your Instagram story. Send it to your best friend, your gym buddy. If you have been arguing with someone and you're like, no, dude, check it out. You're not going to lose fat just because you train the heat and you're sweating. And, you, and they were like, no, you are. And you want to fight them and you want to say, you know what? I found this episode. Check it out. This guy says this. Send it to them. Have that, have that conversation again and see 
where these where your research is leading you for an answer because that's the beautiful thing about all this all right ladies and gentlemen hey much love you know who i am i'm your host coach matt get out there train hard and live strong You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.